If you would just answer the question, it would be something different. But if I have no answers to the question, what do I say? You ha- you're on a test. You have to pick one of these wide receivers in this tier. And I told you what I would do. No, you gave me your discussion on the topic of ADP. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, okay, I'm in a draft. Like, going through your scenario. Forget the draft. Forget the draft. Forget okay. the draft. Forget I the gave draft. you a list of 10 wide receivers. Okay. Who cares what the ADP is? Because it's going to be different on this side versus this side. It's going to be different this month versus last month. You got these 10 wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Who, which one of these wide receivers do you want to have more of at the end of the year? Which one do you want to have less of at the end of the year? That's simple. I don't think like that, man. I'm sorry. Well, all right, all right, all right. We, we got to get the show. I mean, let's talk. Your let's, mother, let's, your let's mother, mother's saying, put it Dale, in the show. Dale, I need you. Dale, Dale, this is my only fantasy football team, and I need to win this year. Give me any of them. I can talk myself I need you to. I, I need to win this year. Give me uh, any I of them. I need to win this year, Dale. Give me any of them. I'm literally saying, give me any of them. So you're going to tell your grand, you're gonna tell, you're gonna tell your mother-in-law, I would say any pick. I would say pick a receiver. You just say roll the dice and pick any yeah, of your receivers. Yeah, I really would. All right, all right. Welcome to First to 15, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to start the show. I'm not ready. Wait, mic check? I didn't, I didn't look at the camera everything. We're good. I thought you said that we were ready. We're ready to I didn't go. say we're ready. I said start the show, and then you start talking. Let me let me make we're sure. Do, y'all, do we got a mic check? Yes, we're good. The audio is good. Mic check? We're good. Like, we're we good. don't know the topic? Like, what are we talking about? We got it. Like, that's just wing it. Come on, let's go. Just winging it? Okay, hold on. Yeah. We're 33 minutes in. 34 minutes in. I mean, I was trying to come up with topics. Nobody, y'all. Come on, come on. Y'all not interested. Y'all not interested. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, no, I like just talking about players. Yeah. And that's what I think that we that's should That's literally do. what I was no, saying. No, I no, Players. Not, all right, all right. Welcome to First Division. Wait, come back. on. Come on. We got to go. Let me look at the camera. Let me be ready. Oh, what? You're ready. It's, it's I'm a, not ready. All right, come on. Oh, man. Wait, my mic is in my face? I'm not. Come on, uh, producer. How, how do I sound? Mic check. You sound good, man. You sound right. good. My mic is not on. Is it, it is, yes. It is? Okay. Yeah. All right, the camera's good? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You ready? The three camera looks a little off, but okay. That's just what it seems to be. I think it's actually the, the uh, which goes in the back. I think okay. Goes over. Let's start. Right. Welcome to First and 15, the only Ice podcast that's trying to... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Welcome to First and 15, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is my guy, Dio the Machine. Guys, I don't know if the rest of the country knows, but when the Houston Oilers left for Tennessee, Hmm. they took the rights to the Houston Oilers, and that franchise still stays in Tennessee. Hmm. So not only do they have the rights to to the Houston Oilers logo, but... They have the rights to the uniform as well. Apparently, the NFL has just approved the Tennessee Titans to actually use the Houston Oilers logo and the old uniforms. And apparently, rumor has it is that when they play, why does the, the NFL got why does the NFL have to approve that? That's their logo and their because it's still a part of their uniform. So like they had to approve. Um, new uniforms. And it's just a throwback, just like every other team. Yeah, but the NFL still has to approve it, and so the NFL just approved the helmets, just approved the but logo. They played with the Oilers uniform before. Apparently not. Yeah, they have Derrick Henry as play. Apparently, there's something with the NFL approving of the okay. helmets and and maybe I'm and yeah, you, probably, you probably haven't seen the traditional Oiler or a helmet. I feel like I have, but maybe I'm maybe not. it was the colors. But well, what's the question though? Well, if you let me get to it, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> you're still ready to fight. Like, I gotta know what you're trying to figure it out. What are we talking about with the Oilers for? Apparently, they're planning on using those uniforms. Okay. Um, when they play the Texans, how do you feel about that? I wish they would. It's their, it's their I uniform. Wish they would. I wish they would. 
Man, is it, we really got nothing else to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's their uniform though. Like what? Like it's not really their uniform. It is. It's so, the Adams family uniform. No. They they own the they own the the colors. That's the Houston they uniform. They own the logo. It's not. It's not. The Adams family owns the logo. They own the team. When Titans left, when Titans left, he cut them off. Like when they left, they were the Oilers. Remember, they were the Tennessee Oilers. Yeah, they okay. were. They were the Tennessee Oilers, so so, so they they own all of that stuff. That's why that's why if you don't pay attention, I mean, if you haven't realized mm-hmm. when they when they um abbreviate the the uh, Houston in the NFL, mm-hmm. they put H O U. I'm sorry, they put H S T. Yeah, they mm-hmm. can't use H S O U because the Adams own that. The Adams own that. They own the colors. They own all of that stuff. They own H O U. Yes. So we can't use any of that stuff. How do you own H O U? Like. You the lawyer. The airport. Uh. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the NFL, NFL side of things. They can't use. That's why you always see HST. Hmm. Interesting. So, but again, the Adams the family you know. owns all that stuff. That has nothing to do with Houston or the Texas, man. Let, let that go, man. No, man. No. But those that's are like, our that's uniforms. Like, that's like the, the St. That. Louis being mad at uh, the Rams in LA are being used. No, that's not the same. It is the same. No. Let's, what Hall of Famer do you know came from the Tennessee Oilers? I can name a Hall of Famer from the LA but, Rams. But the Houston Oilers moved to Tennessee. They're, they're, I know, but they're, they're known the same as team. the Houston Oilers. Most NFL fans know them as the Houston Oilers. A lot of NFL fans know that the Rams used to be in LA. Eric Dickerson like made like the LA Rams like a thing. How many players do you know played for the Tennessee Oilers? I mean, Tennessee Oilers was only around for like a year or two. All right, well then it doesn't and they, count. And then well, they then switched it. Houston. But what I'm saying is the franchise, like all the records of the Houston Oilers, are all Tennessee Titan records. I know. What I'm saying they shouldn't be. I'm saying the uniforms should have stayed here. Those are Houston uniforms. Mm. You know how many little flip mm. videos I've seen uh, no, with that uh, Oilers? Yeah, you gotta let that go. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. You gotta let that go. They got nothing to do with us. All right, let's talk about fantasy football for a second, guys. Let's think about our boards. Let's think about the board for a second. I consider that first tier of running backs to end at Nick Chubb, and then I consider everything after Nick Chubb to be the second tier. Who do you have before Nick Chubb? Oh, who do I have before Nick Chubb? Yeah. Saquon. Okay. I have Austin Eckler. Okay. I have uh, Jonathan Taylor, and then obviously C-Mac. That's that's tier one for me. Okay. And then everything after that. So Pollard is after Chubb? Yeah, so Pollard is after Chubb. Derek Henry is after Chubb? He's after Chubb, tier Hmm. two. Uh, hmm. And my question was going to be, where do you guys see that? T- if you agree on that tier one, if you don't, then let me know. But if you don't, where do you see that tier ending, like that second tier of running backs ending? Because I think that it ends at James Cook. I think it's that wide. At who? James, James Cook. Cook? Yep. In the second tier? Mm-hmm. But you just said Pollard's in the second tier. Yeah. So you think Pollard and James Cook are on the same level? I think Pollard and – I think at the end of the season, I think James Cook and Pollard could end up producing the same – Hold up, man. You, you can't just be wow, throwing out boys, shit like – This boy's coming with the heat today. What's up? Hey, hot takes over. Let's go. Let's go. Hot takes over. <laughs> Clearly, we did not oh, discuss I was not ready. Ready. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I was not I'm ready. Joe. Okay. Like, you see we got an ADP board. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, oh, wow. Um, all right. Let me, let me uh, regroup. Yeah, um, we, we got to recap. We talking talk James Cook. Okay. Um, you know, for me, when it comes to the, this first tier, mm-hmm. let me take uh, my first tier is just massive when it comes to these running backs. And, yeah, I'm pretty much playing ADP at the current moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I kind of get into some of these high, high stakes, uh, you know, main event type FFPC leagues, uh, at that point, all bets are off. So, my first tier for you know that running back class or that uh, running back tier, tier one, in no particular order, like really no particular order: CMC, Bijan, Austin Eckler, Saquon, Jonathan Taylor, and Derrick Henry. And, and no Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, and Josh Jacobs. So that's my top tier. Okay, so that's one, two, mm. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine, right? Three, mm-hmm. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's nine players, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it is extremely, extremely hard to rank these guys. I think right now, everyone is just leaning on the markets. Mm-hmm. Market can be fairly accurate, okay? Mm-hmm. Market is very safe to play. You know, you play based off of kind of what the market dictates as far as ADP. Uh, but honestly, I feel like... I think it's going to be hard for any of these guys, you know, barring an injury, to not succeed 
you know, and mm-hmm. give you round one, round two value. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think all of these guys have the potential to be the number one overall running back. All of them, mm-hmm. uh, really. Uh, there's some guys that I'm not as high on and don't have a lot of currently. Those include like your Austin Ecklers, the CMCs, and that's because of where they're going. Mm-hmm. I want my top tier wide receivers, those four top wide receivers in Kelsey. And then also probably even Stefan Diggs before I want any of those other guys. Yeah, yeah. But interestingly enough, I had my first uh, main event, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. slow draft, started that, and I had the 12th pick. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like really when you start locking in, like, and you start thinking, like, okay, who do I really want here? Right. And at that 12th pick, you just know, you just, for the most part, you kind of got your, I don't want to say pick of the litter, but this is large tier. And, you know, before in previous pods, I kind of talked about the idea, just let me get my wide receivers because there's, you know, other running backs going a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But, man, I just you start to kind of do your deep dives. It's a slow draft. So now you can do a little bit more research. You can try to project. You can look at others' projections. You can try, you know, you go through the roster. You go through everything that you can go through to really try and get a good sense of, like, how many fantasy points is this guy going to give me, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, again, assuming injury. And when I'm looking at it, I just came to this realization, like, I still want those top five wide receivers because they are just in unbelievable situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've done it before. They've proven it before. They have and have shown that they can put up 300-plus points, and they have elite or at least very good quarterbacks and are in very good pass-heavy systems. Mm -hmm. And then after that, things kind of get shaky. It's either a question mark as far as competition a question mark as far as uh, who the quarterback is, a question mark as far as new systems. It's just a lot of question marks. And so what I'm thinking right now is this is probably when I really do want to start maybe at least grabbing one of those running backs. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to go running back, running back, knowing what I can get later, and then knowing the wide receivers that come later in the draft, which I think there's a lot more question marks than people believe. Like that round four through six to three through six and underdog and FFPC and NFFC, there's just a lot of wide receivers. And I think we're getting so wide receiver hungry that a lot of us are going to be disappointed at the end of the year when these guys just, you know, produces a typical wide receiver too. Yeah. And in the PPR produced about 215, 220 points. Mm-hmm. And then we were, you know, gung ho to get these guys. And then we passed up on these running backs yeah. who were easily getting us 250 points. And the same thing could be said, you know, for me, at the back end of the first round and the early second round, we're getting so excited about these wide receivers, the Amon Ross and the A.J. Browns and the Garrett Wilsons, and we're just sleeping on these guys like Jonathan Taylor and Barkley yeah. who could potentially put up 300-plus points and yeah. who have done so in the past. Jonathan Taylor was literally the consensus number one for the majority of the offseason last year. Mm-hmm. And now people just don't talk, you know, talk about him like he's just an outcast. Right, right. And I get the situation has changed, but did it really get bad? Did it really get worse? Yeah. Not really in my mind. It really didn't get all that much worse. And in my mind, things have actually gotten better yeah. in this situation. I think he's got a better head coach. I think the quarterback situation is better regardless of who starts mm-hmm. and when they start. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offensive line just didn't play to its potential last year. And to me, they, that's, that's something that could easily turn around. They no longer have Naheem Hines. And the potential and the cast behind him is really kind of, you know, a bunch of just guys who, who who haven't really done anything in this league. Yeah. So, you know, kind of again to answer your question, like that tier is big, but I think more importantly, I'm starting to rethink like where these guys are going. And I'm kind of moving and shifting now. I don't care about the ADP anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I wanted to try and take advantage in drafts and try and get guys past ADP, but now I think it's a losing proposition to pass on a lot of these guys for these high end team wide receiver twos or one B's. Now, just for the folks at home, the main event is a FFPC season-long tournament where the grand prize is a million dollars. It's a high-stakes fantasy football league. Dio, where do you see those tier breaks, that that first tier break, and then let's also move to that second tier break when we talk about running backs? So definitely see it very differently the way you see it. Uh, For me, the, the tier one is still those top two guys. Um, C-Mac and Eckler, because like I've said before, I see them as the Konami code running backs. Just two running backs. Yeah, just two running backs. Uh, I see those as the guys that can can give you high production in the running game and the receiving game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't really see any other running backs that can Barkley? do that. Um, 
Barkley, Barkley, I think, caught 60 passes last year, 60 He plus. did, but I'm saying high production on both fronts. And I think Barkley sometimes he he, he gives you he, – he he doesn't give you the full potential of what you think he can do. While we've seen C-Mac do it, we've seen Eckler do it. Um, so those are the guys I have in the tier one. Those are the guys if I had to make one bet on who would end up the season as running back mm-hmm. one, those are the guys I'd put my money on, right? Mm-hmm. My second tier then, it's um, – and I don't even know, want to say I put Bijan at the beginning, but Bijan's obviously in that tier. Um, but Bijan all the way to Jameer Gibbs. And by mm-hmm. that, you're adding in your, your obviously your Barkley, your JT, your, your Henry, your Pollard, your, your Josh Jacobs, your Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson to some extent. I have some reservations about him. Brees Hall to some extent. Again, it's more injury concern. Um, but I definitely have Najee in that. And those guys, the reason why I have them in tier two is because I can see any of those guys finishing the season as running back one. Like, I can mm-hmm. envision that. So they're, they're Najee Harris? Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Hell I, no. I can see um, all those guys potentially be ending the season as the top running back in fantasy, right? So that's where I have my, my second tier. The third tier, then, is all the guys after that. Um, and I'm just looking at the board right here. You have your ETN, you're mixing. I'm, I'm going in the order of the board of not so much rankings, but – uh, Mixon, Aaron Jones, K. Walker, Dobbins, Akers. Um, it's probably where I would stop right after Akers in my tier three. Just guys I think will give you suitable, strong production, but I don't see them possibly ending up as running back one. And then when you get to Madison, those are all guys that are, you know, good, solid guys to have, give you starter type production, but, you know, they're they're almost a diamond dozen. Like, that's the big, big tier where Madison starts mm-hmm. all the way to – like, even as low as A.J. Dillon. Yeah. Kind of see that. So, that, that's kind of how I break up my tears. So, you're telling me that you can't imagine a season where Damian Pierce outscores Najee Harris? No, I can. I'm not. First of all, I'm not saying the guys that have in different tiers cannot outscore the guys in the tiers that have above them. What I'm more saying is Najee, I can envision Najee ending the season as running back one, while I don't see that with Damian Pierce. I don't. I just I, I can't yeah. see that at all. No. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I'm that. not saying like, we, we should agree. It's just that that's how I break the tiers down. The guys that I can see possibly ending a running back one, I have in that second tier. The guys that I'll put money on ending a running back one, I have in my the, first tier. And then all the guys after that I have is being solid, but, you know, I don't, I don't see them as I don't ending see, up as running back one. But Najee has, hasn't even come close to being top overall running back. Saquon about, has it's done not, it. It's not... But so, Saquon has done so it. So it's not about... Jonathan again, Taylor has done that, it. I have Saquon in that tier. Derrick Henry has Taylor done it. in that tier. Um, the thing with Najee, he he gets so much volume. That rookie season of his, he actually was pretty strong. He he, I think he was a top five running back that year. And then they and drafted Jalen. They, I don't Warren. think they drafted Jalen Warren. I think he was an undrafted free agent. Well, he's on the squad. Though. But Warren Warren had a good. He's a backup running back. Every team, every running back on this list has a backup to them. But he um, is a backup running back that gets touches, touches. Okay. And passing game, we saw we saw we saw Najee's hair. We saw that last receptions year. Yeah, but, really dropped. But with, with Warren, I, I got you. But again. I know the type of vol- if, if if Najee is very efficient with his touches, he gets bell cow work and he's, he's involved in the passing game. If he's efficient with those type of touches, he could easily outproduce where he's being drafted right now. I don't and, know. And, that he and gets I, bell and I honestly don't see. I don't know. That I don't see Najee bell cow work with, with Jalen Warren last year. He didn't get bell cow work. He did get bell cow work. No, he didn't. He, he Jalen Warren took away a lot of his banged up too. He, he, he was hurt in that team and he, and he sucked. But but he got the work. But if he actually before did well he with hurt, it, he, is, he hasn't really been an efficient. I'm not that, saying that. But, but that's not that's bad, the point I'm making. If he's pick. efficient with his touches, he can he can make that production. The, the other guys, like the guys in the next tier, I don't see them. Even if they're efficient with their touches, I don't see any of them possibly ending up as running back one. So that's just how I tier them up. Now, obviously, if you look at it, uh, Najee's going to be at the back end of tier two for me. He's not going to be in the front part of it, but he's still in that tier for me. Mm, I don't know. I don't know how you tearing Najee with Saquon and Jonathan Taylor. It's just how I see the tier. Those two players, are I mean, just, they're you, better. You, you just, you and just they heard get more Chris volume. Say, you just heard Chris say he teared from Pollard to James Cook in one whole tier. I'm saying Well, he Saquon, didn't say from Pollard to James Cook. He just included James Cook in that he, tier. He did say they're all, they're all part of the same tier, right? Yeah. That's the same thing I'm saying. I see just JT. Just in the tier. I see I'm not JT. saying that I'm ranking them, but, but like what I'm saying You're is, saying basically from Tony Pollard all the way down, including all those running backs, to James Cook is in the same tier? Yeah. What I'm saying oh, is man. I can imagine – listen, man, Tony Pollard was – listen, 
Y'all like to imagine a lot. No, I don't. You, that, no, that's not, I'm, I'm is, not imagining. Y'all were big on Tony. <laughs> I mean, you have not to imagine everything. We don't. We're, we're forecasting everything we're saying right now. Nobody right. knows. I know, what the but you got to. You, you, you at some like. point. At some point, you have to weigh the pros. You have to weigh the cons, and you're in a draft, and you got to make a decision. So what I'm you saying only, is, you he's can't in draft a, a thousand teams. What I'm saying is, I can see James Cook being in a situation where he outproduces Tony Pollard. Last year, y'all y'all kept telling me that Tony Pollard couldn't carry a full load, and he got hurt even with Zeke carrying a significant amount of the goal line work. And now you want me to believe that that he is a tier one running back? Well, that's or fine. like he's a second round that's worthy fine. running back? That's fine if you want to take him out of the tier. That don't mean you got to bring everybody else into the tier. No, what I'm saying so, is I'm lowering that tier. By that, def- by, th- by, that, by that logic, I can say I can envision Elijah Mitchell being better than Christian McCaffrey because Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. Like no, no, we can same. imagine a lot of different things. There's a wise, you know, uh, Elijah spectrum. Mitchell. It isn't in the same type of situation that Christian McCaffrey. Is. Elijah Mitchell's a backup, right? That's but you're talking about Tony Tony Pollard getting hurt, right? No, I'm talking about the situations in which I can see them in. I see like James Cook being in a really good offense. I can see them not wanting to run. The initial question, do is James Cook going to start? Do you believe that? Yes. Okay, if James Cook is going to start, then he does have the same type of outlook uh, or potential outlook you can say with Tony Pollard. We know James Cook is, is efficient in the, in the receiving game. Mm-hmm. That's not true, though. How is it not true? true? Because the Buffalo Bills run game and volume – and receptions that go to their running backs is not equivalent to but the Dallas Cowboys running game. But, but, but that's what they did in the past. You act like you act like they can't change their scheme okay. going forward. Okay. You act like they, they can't use, use I guys guarantee differently. you this. I guarantee you this. I will give you two to one that you won't take uh, James Cook over Tony Pollard as far as outscoring him over the season. You won't take that bet. You won't. Listen, so you can talk about football. what could happen, but that's not a bet that you're going to take. No, what I'm saying Because you don't is, believe that that's the most likely thing but to happen. Whether, but whether he takes the bet or not, it doesn't mean the outcome is not, is not a possible. A 1% possibility. I don't make pick, picks no, based but, off of 1, 5, but, but 10% what is saying, possibility. But what Chris is saying is, yeah, Pollard has the better outlook as far as what we've seen in the past. But if they're both in a situation... In the future. You, you don't know what's going to happen in the future, though. I can make well, the same argument about Devin everything. A. Chain and Christian McCaffrey. But is Devin A. Chain going to start? He just broke his leg, man. He just broke his leg. Is Devin A. Chain going to start? He just broke his leg. He did not just break his leg. He's still rehabbing. You know how many... Look at the first Look at the first five rounds. How many players have had injuries? But don't tell me about Christian McCaffrey. When a guy injured. just ended... Austin Eckler. Significant injury history. Yeah. Saquon Berkeley, significant injury but we've history. All seen Jonathan Taylor was injured last year. Nick Chubb has been injured. Tony Pollard has yes, been injured. But Jared we haven't Henry seen been, Tony been Pollard injured. after the injury. Josh Jacob has been injured. Yes, but we haven't. We, we, have, we haven't injured. even seen Tony Pollard as a bell cow. We haven't seen Tony Pollard as a bell cow You don't need yet. to see him as a bell cow. We didn't see Austin Eckler as a bell cow. We have seen Austin Eckler as a bell cow. That's not bell cow. He wasn't a bell cow. He was a bell cow. He didn't get 300 touches. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter his quantity. The usage of him was bell cow. Bell cow is elite rushing. Carries. That's subjective definition. That's a subject. I can say a bell cow is okay. A, so the then what's your definition of bell cow? I, I, I was literally about to what say that. Okay. It's subjective. I can say a bell cow is the the, the uh, team's main running back when yes. they're gonna start the game, when they're at the goal line, the guy that go, utilize the most as the running back position. I can consider that a bell cow. Whether they run the ball a lot, that that again, that's a whole different discussion. What a bell cow for one, like a bell cow for the Titans, the way they use Derrick Henry, is not the same way as a bell cow for another team where they don't give their running back that many touches at all. Right. So but so it's all relative. Again. You're talking about what could happen, what is in everything, the realm of possibility. But, but, but everything we're saying is something that could happen because right. nothing's happened yet. I know. But Literally, you, everything we're going to say about this upcoming season is what could happen. And but until is, it actually, to me, that's all useless. To me, that's useless. useless. It is because I can go through the entire board and every player being drafted has somewhere in the range of their outcome where they could just, you know, basically exceed and be this amazing uh, sleeper pick. And that's true. But I'm not drafting these guys on a majority of my team based off of this 5% potential But Chris is not saying it about drafting. That's a whole other discussion. We're We're not talking about where you're drafting. You're talking talking about about, tiers. He's talking about how he has the guys. tiers to draft. But that's not what Chris is saying. Chris is just talking about how... Well, let me let Chris speak for himself. Sorry. No. you're, you're, You're nearly spot on. Listen. 
We are drafting James Cook at the front end or the back end of the seventh, right? Like, I see that there is a tear break after that. Everybody after that, I see as if you see Tony, backup running backs, right? If you see Tony Pollard and James Cook in the same tier, then you shouldn't be drafting any of the rod running backs in the first two rounds uh, or in between until you get to James Cook. No, that doesn't no, make any that's sense. No, that's not accurate. No, no. I mean, how is that not accurate? You know what's so wild about this conversation is that we got into an argument over the weekend because we started talking about whether just because he drafts a running back as his second running back, whether that person is essential. I was there? No, like, well, it's kind of an extension from your argument with him that, hey, like, the first six picks should be – your oh, start, guys, you're going to start. No, so guys, let me, let me, break, this let me said, break this down. Let me break this down. No, like, that doesn't mean that I'm going to start. Let me break this down. Let me break this down. Let me break this down. Okay, so this is a running, this was a, this was a totally board. discussion all of a sudden. Yeah, this, right. is a, this, is a, this is a board <laughs> where basically, like, I think I basically went hero wide receiver. I think maybe I started off with Tyreek Hill, and then things just kind of kept falling for me. Mm-hmm. Like, Saquon, I think I, maybe I had, like, the seventh or eighth pick, and then Saquon fell, and then, like, uh, you know, Brees Hall was, uh, it, but basically it was just like I just had just all these running backs that I felt were better than the wide receiver options there, and then I didn't take my second wide receiver until like the eighth or the ninth round, and which that was wide Gabe receiver, Davis, I which think. was Gabe Davis, right. and so his argument was that like Gabe Davis is your wide receiver too. How are you going to win like that? And I was like, No, I didn't say I was, how you was going to win like but that. But I was like, Gabe Davis is your wide receiver. I was like, Gabe Davis. It doesn't matter if Gabe Davis is my wide receiver too because. In FFPC and really in a lot of formats, I'm not looking at it that way. I'm looking at it. I have six skill position players that I'm starting. Does my number one skill position player beat your number one skill position player? Does my number two beat your number two? Does my number three beat your number three? Does my number four beat your number four? So if if five of my top six players defeat five of your, and I'm winning five, but your wide receiver two. But your wide receiver two beats my wide receiver two. You can have that. But you're still. I'll take the other five positions. Just because you put him in a flex position, you're still drafting him as your receiver two. Yeah. So what I'm saying is the only way that you you can't put him in a flex if he's a receiver two. He has to be in the receiver two slot. But what I'm saying is it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is like he's saying that hey, like I'm drafting him as a receiver two, but I'm putting him as a slot. But then that means that somebody who he's drafting later, he's expecting. To outproduce no, Gabe I'm not. Davis. No, no, I'm not. Because that's no. his true receiver, too. No. I, number, number, number one, I am high on Gabe Davis from a standpoint of where he's going. I do believe that he can produce as a wide receiver, too, and outscore a lot of these guys who are going through rounds four through seven. Uh, but the second thing is that, like, again, with Gabe Davis, like, I'm not looking to, like, put him on the bench. I am looking to have him start as my wide receiver, too. Is he going to be this high-end wide receiver, too, like a T. Higgins? No. But I don't need that if I'm beating you at literally every other position. I got you. But isn't it true that Gabe Davis was the second receiver that you drafted? Yes. So by definition. Not the last, but the second. So by definition, he is your receiver too. He is, but that does not matter. Okay, but, but he's, he's still your receiver too. Yeah, but that does not matter. It does matter. It if does not matter. So, okay, it doesn't so. matter. If five of my tops, if, if, if we're talking about two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex positions, mm-hmm. okay, six, so six positions. If five of those guys beat five of your I guys and one that. of your guys, your wide receiver two that you're calling them, who the guy that you put in your wide receiver two beats out the guy that's in my wide receiver two. I got you. The total points, that's what matters. Right. Well, then you're just saying that who, who's ever in your flex is going to outscore the other person's flex. But you're not saying yeah. that. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Well, then you were arguing that Gabe Davis wasn't your receiver, too. I'm saying I was arguing that it does not matter that he's my receiver, too. It does not matter that I waited until the eighth round to get my wide receiver, too, because in this particular format, yeah. I can start four running backs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but okay, you know, so um, sh- switching the topic a little bit, kind of going back to <laughs> what I heard Abby saying earlier that kind of st- uh, stuck to me. Um, he was talking about how he's been drafting lately and the back end of the draft, he's now starting to consider these running backs more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question, um, if, if we knew, right, if we had a crystal ball right now and we were able to say, guarantee that none of the running backs would get hurt, mm-hmm. right? If we took that risk, because like we were saying last week or maybe it was a week prior, I think a lot of the reasons these wide receivers are, are so highly ranked 
is because of they're they're less fragile of a position compared to the running back position. Mm-hmm. These running backs they get her every single season. So if we took that factor totally out of the equation and we said every single running back is going to start week one and play, you know, if it's seventeen games. Yeah. How would we change the way we I guess rank these guys. Is there running backs we would jump over these high end receivers, or will we still see it the same exact way? It wouldn't change at all for me, uh, for a couple reasons. One, I just don't assume anyone's going to get hurt, and I also don't assume that I'm going to take a zero at a position if someone does get hurt. So, really, I, for the most part, when I'm drafting and I'm thinking about you know points, yeah, I probably talk a lot about total points and guys scoring like 300 plus. I use that as a benchmark a lot. But really what I care about is what you're going to average per game. Okay. That's really what I care about. Because uh, I just assume that at So some you think point, those receivers are going to average more than these running backs? Only a select few. I only have five in that category. So okay. then after that, I don't think that that's going to happen. Okay. But the second part of that is where so many running backs are going now that I actually have faith in. That I feel can produce a significant well, amount I mean, to you where can't, you can't you can't make that part of the discussion because if we knew all the running backs were going to be higher, they might not be where they're being selected now. They might be taking a lot higher. I can't make that. I mean, I think people. I don't, I don't think people are concerned about those running backs that are going in rounds five and six about their injury. No, what I'm saying is the whole running back the whole running back position as a whole. I think for me personally, I think the ADP will rise if, if we knew there was none of them that were going to get hurt. I think all the running backs that we know were going to be starters, especially. I think all of them are going to rise because now you, you're able to lock in a starting running back. And starting running back, any, it, as long as you're a, a starter, you have potential to have a great game. But then how do you explain Saquon Barkley's ADP? I mean, I was in, I'm in the main. I mean, my but, slow but, main but, right but again, now, you went to 208. But, but, but I, I kind of have explained it. I think part of, but then why is part of all the running first? back, again, part of every single running back's value is the concern of a potential injury. And every single running back you're saying has had – a history of injuries. But to one some is extent. going in one is going like in the early first. ADP, right, but okay, but if we knew like if, if you told people C Mac was not gonna get hurt this season. I still wouldn't draft the number one. I'm, I'm not talking about you. I say if you tell people C Mac was not gonna be hurt this season, I think there's a chance C Mac might be the number three consensus pick. I don't know about that. I don't necessarily know that. I, I think it would be Jeffrey, uh Chase, that, and then C Mac. But then you're asking you're, you're answering your own question. So like at some point, like there's gonna be a cutoff for certain people. So like No, I've, I, I haven't answered my question. I want to answer my question. Chris, do you, you have any thoughts on it? Because the way I see it is if I knew all the running backs were gonna be healthy the whole season, like if there's no injury risk whatsoever, mm-hmm. I would actually start my drafts with running backs like crazy. Yeah. I would probably mean. go running back, running back, running back, running back. But then who are your two wide receivers going to be? I'll, I'll find somebody. But yeah. see, that's that. I will find so somebody. I'd rather get the two wide receivers, the two elite wide receivers who I know and who I feel very but, comfortable but I, but with. But again, I think, I think then, part of what I'm saying, though, is if we knew none of the running backs were going to get hurt, I think running backs' ADPs will rise as a whole. So then these receivers that were taken in round two and three are going to actually fall to more round three and four. It's less the receivers in round two or three that I'm concerned about. It's more the receivers in rounds four through six that I'm very concerned about. And it's the running backs in those rounds, four through six, and maybe even round four through seven, who I have a lot more confidence but, 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 in. But, you, but you're not hearing what I'm saying. If those running, if again, we know what I'm saying, then those running backs that you're seeing right now in the fourth, fifth, and sixth, I think they will end up being more third, fourth, and fifth oh, type that's, well, that's what we're, that's that, what, that, we're that's what I'm saying. I think, I think running back value right now is depressing. Because let's think back to when, how fantasy football was played five years ago. Five years ago, that first round of fantasy uh, drafts was mostly running backs. But it's a different and maybe NFL. AB. But it's a different NFL. It is a different I NFL. I think the reason we're seeing the drop of the running backs is because we're seeing more running back by committee. We're but, seeing but more but why, like, but why, but why we're is seeing less bell But why is there running back by committee? Mm-hmm. They, want, they want to keep guys yeah. fresh. Guys are getting hurt. You know, if we take that factor totally out. Adding more games. Right? Yes. T- take that factor totally out. And now you know this guy is going to be our starter running back for the whole season. He's not going to get hurt. He's going to get that same type of usage. Then I think his ADP will increase. I, 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 so what, what, I'm, again, what I'm saying is I think the reason why we've now depressed running backs value so much is because we're afraid, number one, they're going to get hurt. And with, their, with the risk of, of injury, it's like I'm going to – 
I'm going to invest all this draft capital in this guy that I'm not actually going to be able to utilize for the full season. While receivers, most of these receivers, I mean, obviously it's not 100%, but most of these receivers are going to play the full gamut of games, or at least the majority of them. If they get hurt, it might be like a small little ankle again, or hamstring injury. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't necessarily know that I agree with that. I guess we just got to agree. Because if you go back to the board and you look at the board, uh, maybe it's just not as ingrained in people's mind or as fresh in people's mind, but there are a lot of wide receivers who missed a lot of significant time in the first round. Like, like it, it, it wasn't Cup missed a big, a big portion of the season. Okay. Jamar Chase missed a significant portion of the season. Uh, who else is uh, in that round? I don't think he missed a significant – he came back. Like, he was, he it maybe, was, I think he missed like three, three games yeah, or so. Yeah, but, but these running backs, they missed like they, – they get hurt and they missed the whole season. Uh, who missed the whole season? Like maybe Derek, in the first Derek two Harry rounds? missed the whole season, but he missed like two games. Missed, no, he missed a lot more than that because remember we were talking about how uh, Hillier he like was games. actually usable. Uh, usable. Brees Hall hurt for the whole season. He was gone. Um, Najee was third. hobbled pretty much majority of the season. Like these guys that we hope are going to be our main running backs that were drafted high. Once they get hurt, they're, they're they they become useless. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess we have to agree to disagree on that one. Again, I, I just again I, I think again this is a thought um, exercise, right? If if you flip your mind and say, okay, none of these running backs, like look at all the running backs you're seeing on the list, none of those running backs get hurt, right? If none of them get hurt, then I think we're going to value taking them a lot higher than we are now because then you can lock in that because okay, I think the the amount of usable running backs as a whole is less than the amount of usable receivers. And maybe that's the point I'm really trying to make. So once the usable running backs are all dried up, yeah, you might not have the top end wide receiver, but you'll still have a wide but receiver that's what I care that about. you can use. That's what I care about. I mean, go pick a random wide receiver that's going through round But, but you just made the point yourself. No, let, these high wide receivers, like, again, this is what made me even say this. These high wide receivers that right now we're looking at as, man, they have this off-the-chart potential, it wouldn't be a surprise if they put up wide receiver two numbers this year. I not, I don't agree with that. You said it. I don't agree with. I'm talking. I'm t- the high end wide receivers that I'm talking about are those top five, six guys. I'm not talking. Okay, I'm not talking about those guys. I'm yeah, the about, guys. 46, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the back point. end of the first. The back end of the first, like your 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 um, Diggs, CD, Gary oh, Wilson, uh, Devontae Adams, uh, Alave, all those guys so, right there. I think so. To me, so okay. So Diggs to me is included in the top tier. Okay, mm-hmm. so we okay. can disagree, but that's he's included in the top well, tier. Okay, you don't and see it's not close. in the top tier. Different discussion for mm-hmm. another day. Okay, but he's he's easily in that top tier for me. Okay. So I want to get those guys. Then there's question marks just as far as like the, a person's situation, but there's guys who's done it before. Mm-hmm. So I like Devontae next. Okay, I like to just you know in my mind he's QB proof. Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm just confident that he'll be healthy based off everything that I've reported. And then the other guys that come into play are more question marks regarding someone like an A.J. Brown where he has to kind of defend against a Devontae Smith. Okay. And so there's going to be weeks where like, you know, or maybe like two or three week spans where he's just like producing single digits. Mm-hmm. And then there's Amon Ra, who's a great possession receiver. He's going to catch probably 100 plus, pa- uh, uh, have 100 plus receptions if he stays healthy. But mm-hmm. His A dot is still it's relatively be seven low. yards a catch. Yeah. Okay, and but. he's not and he's not a teaser. But let me, finish, let me finish. And then you got the Garrett Wilson, where like again, like up and coming wide receiver. He's mm-hmm. definitely someone like you want to have you know chips of, but kind of questions mark there. But to me, there's no question mark when it comes to Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley's workload. Okay, but but you're missing a specific factor in all of this. If what I'm saying is is what's the case will be, then once you take those high end wide receivers early. And then you start saying, okay, now I'm ready to fill in my running backs. All those running backs are going to be gone. I don't agree with that. That's what I'm saying is I don't agree with that because I think the, there are so many running backs that are going so late right now because people but, are but worried that, about that, their position. But again, I don't think it has anything but, but to do listen, with injury. But, but you keep missing, you keep missing the, the major point I'm making. I think they're going that late because of the concern about potential injury and usage. If yeah. they were but not. I don't, I don't, that's what I'm saying is I disagree with that statement. If, if I believe if we were not concerned about any of these running backs getting hurt, right? If you looked at DeAndre Swift and you told somebody Swift is going to play the full season with the Eagles as a starting running back, I don't think he's going to be where's he at right now, round six. I, I think I think he'll jump up maybe two rounds. See again, I think. 
for me, again, I, I just don't agree because I, I, I wouldn't Henry draft him for there. sure. Derrick Henry be a number one pick, yeah, 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 first yeah. round pick. If you knew Derrick Henry was not, so you think get people hurt. Are, are worried about Rashad White's injury history? You think people are worried I think, about? I think more people. So Rashad, like, 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 like some of this stuff. Rashad, I don't Rashad White get. Whole, is a different type of discussion. But a lot of these other, like Cam Akers. You think people are worried about Cam Akers' injury history? Yes, he's coming off of Achilles. If we he knew played, he, he played pretty much. Honest, he, I think it's just he played the, the whole. He played the whole season last but, year. But, but still, you, but it's a running back position, yeah. and he can still get hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Dobbins, same thing. If we knew Dobbins was not going to get hurt at all, yeah. these guys would be higher ranked, in my opinion. Okay, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just this is just the way I look at it. And so then, when, when we do the draft. If you're still saying, okay, let me now target these highest wide receivers while everybody else, again, because I think ADPs will rise, they're now trying to secure their running back. So then by the time you're ready to get your running backs, these guys that you're seeing like Swift, Dobbins, Akers, they're not going to be there in the sixth and seventh round. You're going to be stuck with people like Dylan, Samaji, Brian Robinson, Khalil Herbert. And guess what? People are still going to be drafting those guys because running back value is now increased. I, yeah, I disagree. I think the landscape has yeah. changed, but and we can agree to disagree. But, but the thing is, is like we're not drafting based on that. We're drafting based on the current ADP. So if I can get a J.K. Dobbins in the fifth round, if I can get a Damian Pierce right, in the sixth right, round, right. Of course. Why, like why would I want to pass on like some of those no, elite no, no, guys? Saying, I'm not saying passing them now. I was just saying if again, it's just just a thought process. I mean, thought yeah. exercise. If the running back injury was not a concern, but even I just then, think the whole board would be. But shifted. even then, even then, if they shifted up. If I can get me Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, because of the advantage I think I have with those wide receivers over the rest of the fields, I'm going to do that first, regardless of what running back is on the potential, regardless of if they're not going to get hurt or not, and then take running backs later. Because if I know all running backs are not going to get hurt, there's so yeah. many running backs that are available to me. There's very few guys that I think had the potential for Jamar Chase later in the and draft. And I think Jamar that's where Chase. we differ because yeah. I, I just don't think there's going to be running backs available for you if that's the case. And that's, so, so, so what happens is you're, you're now focusing on this one position, and while you're focusing on that one position, the other positions are being sucked up dry. So then when it's now time for you to take your there's guy. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, well, twelve, it, thirteen. Don't even, count, don't even count that. <laughs> don't even count. Don't even count. There's like 30 of them. No, don't even. like 30 of them. No, no, no. Don't count that. Listen, listen. Don't count that. Count teams. There's 32 teams in the NFL. Each team can only have one bell cow running back. Okay, they you know they might want to split up, but each team can only have one running back. Every team can have two or three valuable wide receivers. We're taking the wide receiver two for the Eagles in the second round. Now mm-hmm. we're taking the wide receiver two for the Bengals in the third round. Now, so teams can still have viable receivers that are their wide receiver two. So that's two to three. Uh, t- for every team So yep. you multiply 2 to 3 times 32 That's You're choosing from Like we're 90 90 players yep. While running back You're only choosing From those 32 So once those 32 Are sucked up Yeah but they're not Going to be sucked not, up not In the first three from, rounds You're selling me they're not going to be selling in the first three rounds. It's just, it's just a thought you think, exercise, you think, 30, you think 32 running backs are going to no, go no, in the first three rounds? It's not going to be no, exactly no, no, no. like that. No, no, so no, that's what I'm this. saying. Get you an elite wide receiver. This is exactly what I did in the draft, by the way. Get you an elite wide receiver. And then just get you these running backs. Because I'm playing with the assumption that, like, I'm playing per, points per game basis. And that if these guys get injured, I'll have something on the bench that I can fill in. Do you know what you just really just admitted to? What? That you believe that that second tier goes down as low as James Cook. That's not what <laughs> If you're drafting all those receivers in the first, and you know that you can get running backs that far that down. Is not at all. You're telling me that you can get running backs. <laughs> got him. Got him. Got him. Oh, wow. <laughs> we got him. I guess, full, I, I full guess they hear anything yeah, that I'm saying. Listen, let's go back to the first wow. round for a second. Let's say that you do get that 10th, 11th, or 12th pick. All right? Who are the two guys that you're hoping to walk away with? Dale. <laughs> oh, so I like I like So looking at the well, nine, right no, here, nine, I like, 10, 11, I like C D Lamb. We talked about 12. that before. I nine, like C D Lamb this year. Uh-huh. Right. So I want C D Lamb. Me too. Okay. And then after that, I'll take whoever any of the guys that fall to me. Who you who you avoiding? Who's the last guy? Who's like, damn, all these guys win? All right, I, I'm cool with it. If so. I if I if I ended up with Tyree Key on the first, I'm avoiding Waddle. If oh, I end yeah. up with AJ Brown the first, I'm avoiding Devontae Smith. But I mean, we're talking about nine through ten right now. So you got I like CD, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown, Amon Ross, Saquon. I'll take any of them. Which is the guy though that you want the least of? You got to pick one. Even take, if you, I'll even if you're just any. making up, you got to pick one. I'll take any of them. 
Except for one. You got to pick one to avoid. Except for Waddle and Devontae Smith. They're not in there. They're not in there. Then I'll take any of them. Pick one that you got to avoid. Because if I'm taking if I'm taking a guy at number nine, which is CD, then I'm going to be left with one of those guys. You you, you have picked nine, 10, 11, or 12. You got to pick 12. Okay. All these guys are available to you. CD, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown, Amon Ross, Saquon, J, JT, Devontae Adams, and Garrett Wilson. I like all of them. I don't know. Pick two. Who are you taking? You got to pick I'll two. You're on the C- clock. I'll take CD and Diggs. Thank you. Right. God damn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm never going to get CD and Diggs because they're going 9 and 10. And the reason I would take CD and Diggs is because their their ADP is nine and ten. Oh, so if they man. fall to the twelve, it's man. a value pick oh, for me. Right. Right. Just just put just put yourself on autopilot then. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Like if you're nine, let's say pick eleven. Okay. You have pick eleven. Who are you taking? Lamb, CD. All right. Well, you know, you taking CD over everything. Huh? I so told CD you how much I like CD. Okay, so you uh, okay? Right. Well, at least that's a real answer. Wait, 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 wait. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take wait, that. I'll take wait. that. So are you taking CD? Over Tyreek if Tyreek falls? No, 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 no. Hell okay. no. Hell no. I would take Tyreek maybe. I would consider Tyreek at number four. Yeah. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. All right. Yeah. I mean, so that's, you, that's, that's where I have him. <laughs> number four. <laughs> I would consider Tyreek number four. Yeah, I got a Justin Jefferson, Chase, Cooper, Hill. Okay. All right. Like you. All right. I'll tell you who I'm not taking. Mm-hmm. Uh, CD. I am not high on what? CD the way y'all are. Uh, I thought are you CD, high on CD, Chris? Yeah, like I'm really high. Yeah, so yeah I'm high on CD. I too. thought CD was in the best possible position that he could be in last year. And how many fancy points did he have? Go ahead and look that up as I as I talk. So he was in the best possible position that he could have been in from an offensive coordinator standpoint, from a uh, reception uh, you know competition standpoint. We had Michael Gallup, who literally said like I literally should not have been playing. Mm-hmm. He came back way earlier than he was supposed to, and said he was just not right all season. And you had Dalton Schultz. Who was also playing through a PCL injury? People, I think people completely forget that Don, Dalton Schultz was playing through an injury. Chris, is this last so, year's numbers? Yeah, this is last year's numbers. He's number so six. He was. This was. He was in the best possible position last year. 149 targets, 102 receptions, 1307. Let me finish. Let me go finish. Ahead, 1307 <laughs> yards and eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, come to 2023, we okay. have an improving defense. Okay. We have a head coach who laughed and chuckled at the idea of throwing the ball more and talked about how he wanted to establish the, the run and control games. Okay. They brought in Schottenheimer, okay. who typically is he, you know, going to – He it, talked about running the ball with okay, – Okay, okay. running back. But then they just they, – they lost Kellen Moore, okay. who ran at a fast pace and who threw the ball more. Right. So who you they brought about? in – they brought in your boy, so, Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. and you have Gallup. Who's coming? Who's now so the year removed so from the effort? Taking. Let me finish the CD because I'm not done. I'm not done okay. with the CD. Guess we because, CD bashing for a second. Right, 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 we right, CD right. bashing. Good, good, because we were on CD yeah. last year, but now I think the idea that CD like is somehow in a better situation. Like CD's a fine pick because he gave you 285 points, but to me, like a ceiling of 285, and that that was his best possible scenario. Oh man, and and I think people just remember how CD ended the year. I don't mm-hmm. think they remember like how he started the year and like those ups and downs kind of in between. I think we just remember how he ended the year. And then, you know, it's kind of that recency bias type deals. He, you know, be cautious with CD that early. The other guys I like because I feel like the other guys have that 300 plus potential. So really give me anyone. Okay. Give me anyone. Uh, JT, Saquon, Steph Diggs, I'm taking over everybody. Again, like I already said, I, I consider him in that other tier. Uh, and I like Adams too. And I think at the end, I'm looking at some combination of AJ Brown, Amon Ra, or Garrett Wilson. And even though CD may produce half of the, I'll produce half of those guys, the receivers specifically, you know, barring everyone saying, uh, you know, barring injuries, I think the upside of those other guys are significantly higher than CD. So you pretty much name every single player there except for CD. No, so I'm saying I would take I would take Stephon Diggs easily. Okay. We should see And then the next would be a, either between Devontae Adams, JT, or Saquon Barkley. We should see C D okay. the way we see Stephon Diggs. And I think I'm leaning JT right now. I really do I really so do feel like Devontae, I'm back on JT. JT and Barkley over Armand and Gary Wilson. And AJ Brown. And AJ Brown. Correct. Okay. Correct. Well that's interesting. And over C D you can get and, and, and clearly over C D. If you got number eleven, most likely you can get Devontae you can get right on. there. You can get them on. Um, and you're gonna, you're probably not gonna get AJ to come back yeah. to you because the 12th pick will probably take him. Yeah, Adams is not a comfortable pick. It's not a confident pick, but it's 
damn, this dude is elite, elite. Like with my eyes, with metrics, he's played with multiple quarterbacks. And is Jimmy Garoppolo really that worse than Derek Carr? It's the same system. And there's really not much in the way of car, uh, target competition. And he plays in the division where I think this there's going to be elite offenses. I'm going to bang on that drum again. I'll go back to that well. All right. So let's talk about Kansas City, one of the NFL's best offenses. What are you guys doing with the running backs in Kansas City? Like, like, are you drafting Isaiah Pacheco? Do you think McKinnon still has a role in that offense? Like, what are you guys going to do with that backfield? Yes because, and yes. All right. So you're drafting both? No, you, the question was, am I drafting Pacheco? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I think McKinnon – what was the question you said? Do I think McKinnon still has a role? Yes. Both those answers are yes. The, the reason why I have no problem with the person taking those either of those guys because they're both going so late. Yeah. Your investment in either of those drafts are so low that it's not going to really hurt you unless you just are going to make that guy your running back one, which means prior to that you've been drafting wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks like mm-hmm. crazy. But – if you're really building a balanced team up to that point, what's, what's his ADP right now? Oh. Isaiah Pacheco is in the seventh round. Seventh round. so In the seventh round, yeah. Yeah, so technically you can envision you're pretty much all your starters already being filled up and Pacheco just being your first bench spot. Or he could possibly be a, a running back too for you if you decide to build your team that way. And, you know, he'll be your weakest starter in that aspect or, you know, you, um, theoretically. So I have no problem with Pacheco at all. We know he has a high ceiling because he's on, like you just said, the number one offense in the league. And when you're on the number one offense in the league, you always have the opportunity to score. I mean, the, the, the Chiefs could easily get to the red zone five times in the game and decide to just give it to Pacheco on the five-yard line. He run in for a touchdown, even if he didn't do anything else the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, McKinnon, they don't we, do we, that, though. Yeah, they don't do that. But, you know, they, they can switch it up. I, one thing about me I is – waiting yeah. for them to do that. So I keep waiting. Y'all keep waiting for them to switch it up. Right. One thing about me is – I'm an a quarter. It's, so not, so much, to it's not so much – put it in this guy that I'm paying yeah. like five billion dollars to. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so much about me – Waiting for them to change. It's just the fact that it's a possibility they can change. Mm-hmm. Like, every every season is different. Every offensive coordinator is always trying to make slight adjustments and make improvements. They might say, hey, this year, if we give Pacheco more burn, because the, start, the beginning of the season, Pacheco didn't get much burn at all. By the end of the season, Pacheco was being used a lot. So, even in season, they changed the way they were using their running back. Yeah. So, yeah. so. Looking at Pacheco, again, the investment you have for Pacheco is not going to hurt your team, even if he doesn't do as great. We we believe he's a starter. The only problem with Pacheco that you have to be concerned with is they're talking up this generic price guy, mm-hmm. and he you could say he came out of nowhere, but you could have said the same thing about Isaiah Pacheco last year coming out of yep, nowhere. Yep. So we know the Chiefs have no problem finding a diamond in the rough that if they – comfortable with them they trust them they'll they'll let them play Pacheco's been hurt so far this offseason mm-hmm. and it's still early you know it hasn't even been training camp a lot of things they haven't even really put pads on but while he's been hurt Prince has been getting the shine Prince yeah. has been the guy actually running and I'm assuming he's been running with the first team because I think McKinnon hasn't been practicing either maybe CH has been practicing maybe he's beginning yeah. the first team reps yeah. but they're seeing Price or Prince he's a big guy he's fast he has a good skill set if the team, again, trusts him, if he can pick up that pass rush mm-hmm. or that pass protection, they might use him. And at that point, Pacheco might hurt you because you invested, again, not a lot, but enough to where you wanted him to be useful. Yeah. Uh, McKinnon, I don't really know what to expect from McKinnon. Mm-hmm. He's older, right? He's in his 30s now, I believe. Yeah, but they signed him back, though. They, they, they did sign him, but... He's, he's excellent at pass pro. I, I need to look at this contract. He's very good at pass pro. They got a lot sign. of running backs right now, right? They do, they do. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to go. Yeah. In my opinion. They might keep them all, but I just see somebody has to go. And it's either going to be CH, in my opinion, or it's going to be McKinnon. I don't think it's going to be Pacheco. And, again, I don't think Prince is going to be let go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man, y'all can have them them all. Y'all can have them all. (laughs) I really don't want any of these guys with the exception of Prince. Maybe, maybe a little bit of CH. I am drafting. I haven't seen Prince Prince been drafted at all. Yeah, yeah. I I drafted him in, like, the 20th round. Uh, just because you get the free preview and you just never know what's going to happen. Like you already mentioned. You, uh, mentioned you drafted him to try to play like a little defense. Though. You didn't like really. No, I'm drafting him more times than that. But yeah, if you try to strong arm me and grab yeah, a bunch of KC wide yeah. receivers because you know you're playing me week one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have some problems. No, <laughs> but uh, no, like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I just can't, I can't do it. I feel like they have a lot of backs who can do a lot of good things like ceh is kind of decent at everything 
Uh, McKinnon is very good at pass pro and out of the you know backfield is like uh, playing third down work. And then you have Isaiah Pacheco, who's great in between the in the tackles in between the tackles. But like you know, again, those tackles in between the twenties for a team that loves and historically has done so as far as throwing around the goal line. And even when they run, sometimes it's just like a it's one of those little push passes mm-hmm, to the wide receivers. Pass, yeah, yeah, because you know Mahomes is trying to get his numbers up. Yeah, yeah. And in all honesty, Mahomes, Kelsey, like those are the best players. And so. Ch was hurt last year, mm-hmm. so yeah, we could have just said like Pacheco is just better, and just but I don't know, I like I struggle but, with this. But I I don't want to invest. But, to me, even the seventh round is kind of early. But but so here's I just the thing. I, I got other guys that Every, I everything you're yeah. saying I think is already baked into his price. Everything mm-hmm. thing you're saying because if we knew the Chiefs were going to use Pacheco like a true bell cow, he's going to get a lot of the work. They were going to use him at the goal line a lot. I think he'd probably be a top three, four round pick. Has to be. Mm. Easily, you talk about the, the but starting don't know that. has to be. No, we don't. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's baked knew. into his price. But again, that's y'all why keep playing this game, man. If I knew James Cook was gonna get a true bell cow role, he would be going up there. If I knew right. Devin A. Chain was gonna get a true bell right. cow, he exactly. would be going up there. But there are other guys. It's, it's not about what could happen with them. It's about if I take if I if I click the pick on Isaiah Pacheco. Who do I have to pass up on? And there were so many, so many okay, other guys. So who are you passing up on that that you think I would, has Okay, the most these are guys role. that I would rather have. I'd rather take my chances with Javante Williams and just sit. Javante Williams, but his and have him sit on on the bench for six weeks and not even play but, six but, weeks. But, I would rather but, that than Isaiah Pacheco. But Javante's issue is he's injured right now. I he's would rather have major that. You asked me what I wanted. Wait, 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 I'm saying what I would rather. I'm saying he has risk baking as well, though. But the caveat was if you knew. If you knew that oh, Pacheco... Oh, y'all bringing in other discussions. Uh, no, like, <laughs> no, he's saying, like, if no. you knew that Pacheco was going to get... But you don't know line, that. That's why his ADP is there. We don't know right, anything. That's and that's not likely. No, what he's saying is, if you knew that Pacheco was going to get the goal line work with an offense this potent, he's gonna get he some would goal be line. going in the top... Hmm? The problem with Pacheco is he's going to get some goal line work. Go pull up his game log. Pull up no, his no, game log. Please, you, pull up you. his game. Right. He's going to get some goal line work. The problem with Pacheco is that... You're going to have to try to guess when to start him in your lineup. Not and you're going to get a bunch of six to seven point games. He's going to produce like 60 yards, 70 yards, 80 yards. You may get an 80 yard. But if he doesn't score, you just you wasted it. And but I don't but like but those guys in my potential. taking him in the seventh round around other guys Again. that literally have that same type of No, I don't agree outlook. with that. That's what I'm saying. I prefer a lot of other guys. I think there are a lot of other guys. Like, I would much rather I mean, you have you Samaj P. Ryan on my team than P. I would with Project Pacheco. Okay, you just named two guys that are literally... I would rather have, have both have of those two guys. Relationship. Javante, re- Javante is being guys. taken so late right now because he's currently hurt and he's coming off a major injury. Samaj is being hurt, uh, being drafted right now because he's the guy that's supposed to play the Javante role until Javante returns. And when Javante returns right, Samaj is probably going to be relegated back You're to the backup probably. role. You don't know that. You don't know that it's not but, an but, RBC. But what, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is the value of of Javante and the value of P. Ryan, they have this relate. They have this yin and yang relationship. I don't it. agree with the that. High, so that, do you, so you're, you're assuming that. So you think? What if gonna, it's an so, so do you think Javante and P. Ryan will both, both have, have similar yes, value? Yes. Yeah, I yes. Yes. Okay. They their their head coach is Sean Payton. We've seen him multiple times have two running backs that can produce in his offense. Yeah. We've seen it multiple times. But, but I'll say this. So how I, is I that think, like so unbelievable? I think everything you're going to say about them are both going to be total essential because we haven't seen them played out yet. Well, we haven't seen I mean, play we haven't seen Pacheco. So, we haven't seen Pacheco be anything. We haven't seen Pacheco be like a a a, a bell cow back at any point. Again, if we did see him be a bell cow, then he would be taken again in the I third mean, or fourth round. If we saw like this, like if we saw like that. the concerns this, we have, the concerns we have Three, Pacheco four, one, are already seven, baked ten. into his price. Look at, two, six, look at week, 12, from week nine, eleven ten. on, he only had one single digit game. Don't say he, single digit game like like it's something. He had a, okay. Let, let's go through this. I can't oh, say a single-digit game when it's a single-digit okay, game. Okay, look. Let me start at week seven. Can I start at week seven? Is that okay? If you want. Okay, week seven, 4.3 points. I'm going to even give you the point. That, I'm going to even give you the uh He, he only points. wants to get to week nine. That's why. 4.3 4. points week seven. Week nine, 1.9 points. Week 10, 82 yards, 7.2 points. Week 11, 107 rushing yards, zero reception, 10 points. Week 12, he scored a touchdown, okay? 69 yards, had 15 points. Week 13, scored a touchdown again, 66 yards, had 16 points. Then from that point on, 12 points, 9 points, 10 points, 12 points, 12 points, 11 points, 13 points. And this is through the playoffs, okay? And this is without CEH. That's pretty good week 11 you. on is right. actually pretty decent. That's, that, pre- that's pretty good that. to me. Well, I'm I'm saying, I don't, that, that's not good enough for me. So that's what we did for this. We're talking about a seventh-round pick, though. That's not good enough for me. 
That's not good enough for me. That's not good enough. I mean, you're not you're not gonna be able to guarantee that type of production with any of the other. You're not, but I would rather take my chances on somebody else that potentially could give me that production. I mean, we don't know, and they might they might use him more this year. Last year he was a rookie. He was an undrafted rookie at that. Maybe he didn't get burned until the middle of the season. Right. So we need to get in the same draft because we do not like the same players, and we could just feed off of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, so everybody at that in that area has certain warts that are baked into their price and you can give pros and cons for everybody honestly the way i see it yeah all right so we are starting a new segment we're not going to start it this week if you're listening to this podcast if you're in drafts send us your board through twitter we want to critique oh. and rank your board. People have, been sen- people have been sending us their boards through uh, This is Twitter. what happens when we don't have topic lists. <laughs> right, 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 right. We just right. wing it. I, I, so, I, I missed that meeting. So quite a number of people have been sending us their boards. Mm-hmm. Send us your board, and we will critique your board. Wait, before we move on, though, can we talk a little yeah. bit about McKinnon? Go ahead. Um, We're done I don't know what kind of role he's going to have this year. The mm-hmm. third down role. But if, he, but if he has a third down role, is he startable? Yes, because I think mm. McKinnon. A lot of his production last year was about up, ex- extreme efficiency. Let's pull up his right? game box. He wasn't getting a lot of running work. Right? It was a lot of dump offs, and he was scoring these but touchdowns. That's what you want? And they were using him in the I'm, red I'm not, zone. I'm not saying it's not what you want. I'm just saying is he startable? Because if he doesn't score those touchdowns, right? Then what are you really left with as far as points? Well, again, it comes out. So he had 68 targets and 54 receptions, 512 yards. A lot, pretty much all of his receptions came off of TDs. Can you, can you he was so good that why would they not try to continue to use him? No, I'm not saying they won't try. I'm just saying he was just very efficient. And efficiency is, is, is hard to sustain, especially a, a, we're talking about a running back that's older now. He didn't even practice this summer. They, they held him out. Uh, maybe because you know, well, he wasn't veteran. signed. Remember, he wasn't signed. No, he was signed. He was signed. I'm talking about in minicamp. They mm-hmm. held him out because, again, maybe because it was due to the fact that they wanted to rest him. If you even look at this, week 13 through week 17, he had 14 to to 32, 34, uh, 12, and 22. But then week 18, he had eight, two, three, and seven. Is that somebody you truly feel comfortable saying I'm going to start this guy? I would rather that. I would rather the 14, 32, 34, 12, 26, Of course, of course you'd rather that. Come on. the other one. Of course you'd rather. I'm <laughs> yes. just saying. I'm just and saying, he had other double-digit games, too. Week I'm, 9, I'm he had 10, when you, 11. When, you, when you're setting your lineup, are you going to feel comfortable saying... Because even the, 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 the weeks that we're talking about, he scored one touchdown, then he scored two, then he scored one, one, two. All those games, he scored at least one touchdown. Matter of fact, that tells me they used he scored him in a rushing zone. touchdown. So he scored one touchdown, two, and a here's rushing the thing and too. a receiving. That means they tell me No, no. Like, let's actually go through those games for a bit. Because Denver had one of the best defenses in the entire league last year. Not at, not at week 17, they didn't. Ah, but they still had a pretty nah, decent Not at week defense. 17. Week 17, they were trashed. Week all 17, right, they had given That's the last up. game. I mean, all right, all right. But did you feel comfortable starting a guy like McKinnon playing against Denver like in that t- first game? I already told maybe you guys. The, maybe us, like yeah. the Texans you did. But you probably missed out on playing him at Denver on that 32 game. That's why I don't right? draft like, guys like this. I already told you. I told you I would rather have this than the other one, but I told you I'm not drafting any of these guys. I'll draft Prince because it's like a 20th round pick and it's a free pre- preview, but I'm not drafting any of these guys. I was uh, drafting I, McKinnon I, when he wasn't on the team. Just I, I, he gets I, I, I would still draft him, but I'm not drafting him because I'm planning to star him. I'm more drafting him because he's a someone's like a handcuff, a handcuff yeah. on a high-octane offense. Yeah. If the other running backs do get hurt and he does get the starting work, that, that's going to be like the highest waiver wire pickup that whole week. Easily, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's more, that, and again, we're talking about a guy that's being taken in the tenth round right now. I don't know that I'm he just like, gets carries though. I don't, I don't think he. I think he just. I think his role stays the same. I just think that they they'll have somebody even, else doing even, the early even, downward. Even if the role stays the same, the pie is just divvied between less people. Like right now, yeah, right just now, bring somebody else in. Maybe. I mean, I don't. I don't jump. I don't. I don't like to just assume they're going to bring somebody else in. Of I mean, course, you, it's possible. assuming that they may get hurt. I'm not making. A, I'm just saying, if they were to get hurt, the pie the the pie is divvied up less people. So that's what I'm saying. Like out of all the handcuffs, you I prefer handcuffs on teams that have high octane offenses, right? I don't want the handcuff of like I don't like I know they're my team, but I don't want the Texans handcuff. Like mm-hmm. that's not exciting to me. Like even if Dev, Devin Singletary is a starter, like I'm not gonna be like yay, you know, let's yeah, go, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's not gonna be fun for me. So. I don't know. I don't know. Even even the Saints. Like we and again, we may need to talk about the Saints. Just 
with the assumption that Kamara is going to get, we really don't have a topic list. So let's 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 Actually, talk about the Saints. Let's talk about the Saints. I'm just I think saying we're done. I think no, no, we're no, I'm just saying at some point we should talk about the Saints because if Kamara gets hurt, mm-hmm. I mean I'm not hurt. I'm sorry, suspended. Like everybody's assuming, we're still taking the other running backs on that team so late. So does that basically mean we're not excited about Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller? Or are we oh. undervaluing them at the moment? Oh, Jamal and Williams, I think, is being significantly undervalued. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Okay. Well, I just By something. myself uh, in particular. I'm just speaking on myself. I think he's definitely being undervalued. Yeah. Just just something I look at is like if we if we like if one player is being valued so low, then it's almost like a, again a yin and yang. If one person's low, then who's gonna be the one that's gonna take advantage of the value that's being left over? And if and if need like if if we're still looking at these players low as well, then there's there's a, a blind spot there. Unless we're just basically saying the Saints running back is going to be just trash. No, I think I think my issue with uh, Jamal Williams, I shouldn't even say yeah that I'm under. I think my issue is one, I just don't think he's that good. I was okay. About to say it. So again, two, you think they're just trash? Not just trash, but I just don't think he's just that good. Okay. Uh, but two, like I'm not sure how good the Saints O line is. I'm not sure how good that offense is going to. So be. the running back is trash then. I mean the running back, uh, the running back, uh, the running game. I meant is yeah. trash. And I'm not sure how much they're going to use him in the past. I mean, I guess if Kamara's not there, then he's probably got to use somebody. Down. He's probably the third down yeah, back. Yeah, got to so use somebody. He'll he'll probably be serviceable the first few weeks, the first six weeks, which is a significant you know portion. I don't. know. He's a tough. He's a. That's tough, what I'm saying. Like you have to pick a side. Me. Like I feel like like um, and I'm not I'm not singling out any fantasy um content creators out there because honestly I don't I don't really focus on people's takes like that, but. I always feel like when a person says they're low on somebody, then it has to mean that they must be higher on somebody else, whether it's the backup, whether it's the other receiver, uh, unless they just think the offense as a whole is trash. And that's obviously a, a possibility. But, you know, it's, it's I think every offense has the potential to do something. You know, you just yeah. have to figure out who the, the valuable player is there. You know, and I think that's where you can kind of find edges. So. All right, guys. So, like, we're right at oh, an hour. Um, mm-hmm. Real quick. Shout out to uh, Scott Connor, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, he put this a tweet out there yesterday of a guy that I've been looking at a while ago, but mm-hmm. I heard nobody else talking about him. I, I, I Googled him. No buzz whatsoever. So, I just kind of just dismissed him. But when I saw his tweet, I was like, ah, somebody finally said something. But uh, Elijah Higgins, he's a rookie. This is a dynasty mm-hmm. uh, guy, by the way. Um, rookie tight end for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, the Dolphins, they lost Mike Gesicki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They traded Hunter Long. Mm-hmm. So who is their tight end left over? Yeah, We're, we're talking about another high-octane offense. We believe they're going to be high-octane. Yeah. Yeah. Elijah Higgins was a fourth or fifth-round pick out of Stanford. He was a wide receiver in college. Yeah. Was com- converted to tight ends. We so, love you know, receivers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Muzio, Muzio, I think is on them too. So, oh, you heard about yeah, him already? Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I haven't heard. Many but not a lot. Yeah, most people, um, most people but, are not but aware. But that's of a guy for dynasty guys you can take, mm-hmm. especially in your tight end premium. Take, sell him, just see how things end up. There's not a lot of of, of uh, competition in front of him, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you never know. He could be something. So. All right, all right. That's a pretty good dynasty tape. Yeah, we man. got a Muzio drop, and then you you were able to drop your mans. Yeah, man. So, uh, <laughs> all right, guys, that's it for this week. Please like, rate, subscribe. We're out. <laughs>